It is so well defined what we have to do today. We gotta go to work. We gotta do right offense. And that's how you start a podcast. Wade and Ryan, NFL in London. It's the improvised. It's week 14 of, uh, I don't even know, week 22 of the offseason. Like, yeah, we're, we're, we're in uh, Castaway, and we're talking to Wilson at this point yeah. in the season. Just anything. Wilson! We're looking Wilson. for any sort of information at the any NFL. Any sort of trip. To. So Ryan and I are doing the improvised podcast today where we're just going to talk about anything we've just sort of seen in the news. Uh, as two comedians, we should be able to talk about BS Listen, for as uh, long as we can. We have years of experience of years pulling of stuff out of our ass, garbage. so let's just do so it. So we're going to start with all the garbage news, all the stuff that's going on. We did talk about win projections uh, last what? week, which we were going to go through at the end of the podcast. We're going to start with the bottom of the league. We started at the top of the league with the Patriots, obviously um, at the top as projected by ESPN and unnamed... Technical stores. I can't remember their name. Um, <laughs> let's talk about what's going on in the news these days. Antonio Brown cannot shirt. Yeah. Let's start with like a high school um, feud that's basically going he goes, on. So he attacks Juju like Juju for like dropping balls, and Juju responds diplomatically like, "Hey, I, I you know, what are you doing? I've never." Dude, he was just like, "Dude, I've shown you love the whole yeah. time." It's it's just that it's. This is just really upsetting. It's like Antonio Brown, get over it. It's like it doesn't even make sense. It's not like Antonio Brown got cut and then had to sign for no. peanuts. He literally wanted to get traded, got traded, wanted an ex- more money, got mm-hmm. more money, got everything he wanted, and yeah. is still just throwing shade on his ex, being like, hey. yeah. And it's just, for no reason. It does not. Does especially nothing. to go after a guy like Juju Smith-Schuster, who has been nothing but a good teammate yeah. to you. He was a rookie who saw this player probably as like uh, like someone he looks up to, and then just to have that guy shit on you after you win team MVP, and that's yeah. the whole thing is because they're saying that oh he doesn't like being not be. It's just like no. get over your ego. It's like, what is it? I don't understand, really. What does Antonio Brown need? Because I don't think it's a Super Bowl. I don't think he no. even cares about winning the Super Bowl. But if he wants to be the GOAT, you need four Super Bowls, Antonio Brown, and you're in Oakland, so you ain't getting those. It goes back to what I talked about earlier about him wanting to be on the West Coast, him wanting to be a personality. He's a diva. He's a diva in the league. And his whole thing is... You, you have to look about this on a greater scale, too, because when he's talking and talking trash about Juju, it's not Juju... It's the Oakland Raiders now because that's his team. So when you <clears throat> fire shots across the bow against Juju, now you're an Oakland Raider. You're not a Pittsburgh Steeler anymore. Yeah. And and you represent the Oakland Raiders organization. And you should be up You represent you. every player on that team. So every trash talk you throw is a reflection of all of those players, of all of those guys. It's it's a really dick move. But this is the world. It's it's Unfortunately, this is the world we live in now, right? Where we got like everyone just trashes each other on Twitter. And now it's... it's For what so, game? It's become so high school. And mm. it's really upsetting. It's upsetting to watch. Because Antonio Brown was a great player. And none of this stuff really happened in the last like yeah there were things like obviously the facebook live mm-hmm. video he did which is a massive mistake but it's just this year seems different uh with antonio brown because nobody's questioning his skills everyone says antonio brown's one of the best players in the nfl but that's not even good enough for him but, but that's uh, so i don't even understand what he wants because apparently like, it's not rings because i don't think he even cares about getting rings but he also cares about being the best. But to be the best, you got to win rings. But that's well, it's 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 not even that though. So if Antonio Brown is gonna if to fire these shots and be such a dick, then then it puts an onus on him because no one say we only expected him to get twenty touchdowns this year. 
now. Well, which would still be amazing. He got still, 15 last year. Okay, he didn't even still, get 15 but again. But still, but still. But now the more trash talking, now people are like, okay, now you got to put up 25. Like, there's a the more trash you bring to yourself, the more expectation the public wants. If you're going to talk a big game and shit all over all these other wide receivers, then you better be that guy who does it. Yeah, because, because if you're not going to... And it's just garbage to do it before the season starts. I think we knew a little defensive person from Jacksonville who may have done that. Yeah, exactly. He's going down the Jalen Ramsey route, uh, exactly. unfortunately. And that's... And you look what happened to shots. Jalen Ramsey spent the whole offseason trashing, you know, everyone, everyone from Big Ben to Josh Allen to every quarterback in the NFL. And then look what happened to Jacksonville. They did nothing. Yeah. So... Again, you can trash talk all you... I, I just don't even understand. It's just the world we live in now. Everyone loves uh, it's the, the media attention, the trash talking. And it's like, you can be a good trash talker, but do it on the field, not on Twitter. Yeah. Right? You can trash talk all you want on the field, and you have every right to do it then and there. But trash talking in April just makes absolutely no sense to a player. Juju Smith-Schuster's second year, over 100 catches, 1,400 yards, had a fantastic year. And he's one of the most, like, best uh, social media guys out there right yeah. now. He's He's got a bigger game than you do, Antonio Brown. Well, he so. gives to all the hospitals. He shows up. Exactly. He's he wears his uniform to college. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he's he's pretty much the nicest guy. So it's basically walking up and sucker-punching the nicest guy in the game. Just, just Antonio Brown is pretty much... Made it so he's going to get booed in every single stadium he, he goes to. But for a guy like that, he probably feeds on it. He'd be a great wrestling heel. Yeah. Right? Antonio Brown was born to be But how does he turn that way? Heel. How does he turn? Because he was such a great player. And then how do you turn to I, be a dick? I think it's money. It has to be money. And knowing, like, when you're that good and knowing you're that good and you get paid that much, it just goes to your head. And I think it happens in any industry. But it doesn't. Okay, regardless look, of look. what it is, it's not just to football or sports. But there are guys that... If you're the highest accountant, paid accountant, look, you're probably an asshole in the office. You can look in every yeah. sport. You can look at guys like Jordan. You can look at guys like Gretzky. You can look at guys like that that were the best Walter Payton guys that were the best that were humble that never did anything that never trashed talk that's not the world we live in we got a president who trashes people it's all about just putting it out it's it's, it's about just your brand and it was never used to be about your brand did Patrick Mahomes go against everyone and say I'm the the best quarterbacks are different because quarterbacks but he's also what 10 years younger than yeah. Antonio Brown? But Antonio Brown should know better at this age. But quarterbacks do know better, and that's the difference. I think quarterbacks know the responsibility of being a quarterback. They know they're the like face. Like the, Yeah, Some of them do. They know they're the face, the good ones. Know yeah. they're the face of the franchise. They know they their number one accountability falls on them. So they got to keep the peace, and they have to produce. They got the toughest. It's the toughest job in sports. It's the hardest position to fill in sports. And quarterbacks can't be around just trashing people. Even though, I guess, in in saying that, Big Ben was always that guy who would go on his radio show and throw people under the bus. And I think that's what pissed off someone like Antonio Brown, who's just being like, no, you don't get to go on your show. But Big Ben just thinks he is above the law. He's proved it yeah. uh, in the past. and. You know, it was just, you had to get rid of them, but this is all high school. The Steelers, it's all nonsense. Yeah, the Steelers organization just seemed to be this fistulating... And no a, one's a, even going to be cheering ...nebulous for galaxy year. of ego that was really hard for them to develop. Now, let's talk about a wide receiver that was different. Jerry Rice 
lit up the league. Jerry Rice dominated everyone. But I bet you Jerry Rice trash talked. But Jerry Rice. I bet you trash talked on the field. Look, I and if you want to find the video, you know I've thrown a touchdown pass to Jerry Rice. Wow. And I met the guy. We'll say touchdown, not official. You threw a pass. I threw a pass, <laughs> a thirty-yard pass. It was not a touchdown. There it was, was a no, touchdown uh, on a field in the NFL <laughs> UK stadium. It counts. And I threw a touchdown, and no one knows that. Fair Look, the whole thing was though having met him, and and knowing that Jerry Rice, yeah, he had the arrogance, the swagger, but he did it on the field. But he never was like afterwards going, "Yeah, catch me next week." It was never that. But that it's a different him. world too. It's like is it, it was before. Well, there's no social class media is now, class, dude. There's no social media now. It's just a different world, and it's Christian all- McCaffrey's a classy guy. Look, Cam Newton's a classy guy. There's a lot of. Exactly, that's what I'm saying. Receivers just have the thing about being divas. They got to stop. Perpe- like, there's only a right. few of them. To be honest with you, it's only really from what we hear about Odell Beckham and let um, me put in and Antonio Brown. Because look at a guy like Julio Jones, right? Yeah. Probably the one of the best receivers in the mm-hmm. NFL. You never hear a peep from Julio Jones. All he does is every year is produce and produce and produce. Give money and to AJ kill Green's yeah. the same way. Yeah. Calvin Johnson was the same way. Those are the guys you want for every. You know Antonio Brown diva. There's five receivers. So they're, they're, who are who are not divas. Yeah. So it's it's not really a big thing. You just and the funny thing is, is every time there's a diva, that guy gets right. traded. Whether it's To, whether it's Antonio Brown, it's like people just don't want it on their teams anymore. I think it's 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 sort of a quit like when you sort of look at it and you're going out with your friends and your one friend becomes that cokehead. You know, like the cokehead. <laughs> You know, you know, it's just like, you're just like, oh, fuck, you're so good. But then you're just like, why are you such a yeah, dick? And then he's gone. Yeah, well. So it's just, and here's the one thing that also gets me about this, that sort of, um, at the same time he put this out, Ryan Shazir had put that video of him box jumping. Yes, I saw that. The same day, like, oh my God, like what an accomplishment and what an inspiration this just guy. Just completely what other sides of the spectrum. And when you have like guys like Juju and everyone else who celebrate him, I know Le'Veon Bell obviously close to him. I don't know how AB with him, but Ryan Shazir doing these box jumps, showing off that he's got this physical prowess. What an inspiration. Yeah, no, that was fantastic. He, and I think he probably did it on purpose to, to produce it this day. Like, Antonio Brown, embarrassed, Antonio Brown embarrassed himself, so he's just like, he's Pittsburgh through, uh, through Ryan Shazier, and he's a team player. Anyway, let's move on let's from move on. Antonio Brown. Uh, let's move on from Antonio Brown. Let's talk about the Pittsburgh, no, I'm telling you, let's talk about the Buffalo Bills. Uh, Ryan and I were just talking about this earlier. Rugby, Christian Wade, I already love the guy's surname. What a great surname, Wade. And <laughs> Christian, funny enough, that's my middle name. You know Christian, that? not really. So Christian this Wade. This guy's got to be your favorite player then. I, the You would league. think so, but Christian Wade, he's got two of my names. If we can add McElwain. Well, you know what? If I marry this guy. Yeah, there you go. If I marry this it's guy. Like, right, it's like a, he played for the Wasp, but he took the international NFL path program. 27 years old, getting himself into... The NFL, the Buffalo Bills, of course, it's practice squad. Well, yeah, listen, I, I got to tell you, because we were just looking this up before, and I think it's, but you have to look at the bigger picture, right? Being a rugby player doesn't pay you no. what being an NFL, being the worst NFL player makes you pretty much almost half of what the best rugby player makes. So in a way, I think a lot of people are just playing rugby being like, dude, I can go to the NFL, be a practice squad guy, make 400000 a year, whatever it is that mm. they make. And at the best in rugby, I'm going to get paid like 80000 a year. I still got to have a job at the old, uh, the mine or whatever it is. But like back in the 70s where these guys were like teachers and then went and played rugby and got fist fights on the field. But I think it's fight, just, yeah. I think it's a cool thing. I actually would love to see more rugby players get into it but i think 
And that's why I think there needs to be a bit more of a developmental league in Europe. Because otherwise, you're just having guys who played rugby saying, oh, I can play in the NFL. It's like, no, you can't. So that's what that's what I'm going to come Is, back to because that's it. There's a lot of people like, who are like, why don't rugby players just player? walk into it, but it's the, not the, that they're easy. They're the Antonio Browns of rugby that show up in the NFL and go, oh, I can play this. I can do this. What's well, a whole different you game? You bitches got pads on, and right? you can't. I mean, and everyone talking about Johnny Wilkinson. Johnny Wilkinson did try and play. It's a different game. Yeah, you can kick and you can do different things, but the kicker... I mean, they, it's used in different positions. You don't... Every position in the NFL is a finesse key, like chess. Yeah. There's a position. And, and rugby, you play many different positions. So when a rugby player has to transition to football and NFL, you have to figure out what your key position is going to be. Are you a kicker? Fine. But with the onside kicks gone... But hey, I'll tell you what, though. Having a rugby uh, player as your kicker is awesome because you actually have a guy you can tackle going down the field, which is, like, unheard of in, in sports. You don't have that guy but the who, only gets, kicker that needs who to tackle. falls over when he Come gets Come on, the mostly that kick, if a kicker needs to tackle, he's done a shitty kick. <laughs> you know? True. No, it's not that he does a shitty kick. He's just done a good return. And But, uh, you know, you know, it's like that Atlanta Falcons kicker did that amazing tackle near the end of the year and just yeah. basically was a hero to the league when he did that, which is fantastic. Well, they experimented with the more... But again, I would yeah. love to see more English, but until there's a developmental, you can't just go from one sport to the next and think you can just pick it up yeah. like it's like like a language, basically. It's, it's like yeah. a language. It, it takes is. years. You got to live there and you got to like do... But there needs to be... That's what I'm saying. There needs to be more better leagues in Europe that this guy could then go to. But then again, he's not going to make half the money. So it's, again, yeah. this dude's probably going to get cut. Well, me, that's so. why I'm very excited. The CFL and Randy Ambrosi, the CFL commissioner, announced that they were going to start a development league in Europe. And I think the CFL is a perfect route. The CFL is a more welcoming game because it's wide open, three downs, larger field. Look, the NFL is not going to go in here. But if the CFL is willing and they're signing deals with people like that to develop where they can take... The German League, look, if you, if you look at the way the British football, or British football, BAFA is screwed. But if you look at the way that American football is structured in Europe, Germany is killing it. Germany has got yeah. the five best teams, and there should be a way that I want to see them. I want to see a British team good enough to play them. I want to see Yeah, I would love international to see that. League. I think it would be a and lot of fun. there's no real international league. And if the CFL is coming here into run development leagues, running de- developmental ways that we can actually watch the game. I, I still think the CFL should be the NFL's um, league, basically, developmental well, league. That's what it, but I, the CFL has to change it to four downs. They uh, have to change it to the NFL. No, they can, no. And I know they're not going to, but no, I think well, they, they should. shouldn't. No way. Because the CFL is unique in that way, and the, the, that's why it's a unique training ground. Because the CFL being a wider, longer field, and only three downs, means you have to improvise. Quarterbacks have to be smarter. They have to be scrambling. Running backs have to show tenacity. They can't just be quick plays. You, the unique positioning that you have in the NFL is not the same. You're not going to have the same, but you're going to have bigger, stronger linemen, bigger, stronger defense. Hey, listen, anything that just makes more NFL makes in, in yeah. Europe is going to be better. So we talked about rugby players and how much they make. And it, this is maybe a 2017 set. Israel Flau, 1.4 million. It's the highest paid rugby but player. But most of these guys make their money in Australia. Because the Australian League is obviously TV right. So that's where people watch it more. You're going to get more proliferation. Uh, Dan Conter, one It's just because million. international rugby is what's 
massively popular and you don't get paid to play internationally. No, so of course. That's what really hurts you. And I think that's why well, rugby TV players... Well, salaries. That's why, again, I think that's also why you see guys in, in the premiership who are near the end of their careers. They're like, I'm going to go play in America. I can get a lot of money. There's going to be some endorsements. There's a whole expat community there. I can yeah. make a lot of money. And it's a really smart move to end your career in America. And I think rugby players are just going to start to maybe... Unfortunately, you can't just play... Like You can't be a 32-year-old guy and say, I'm going to play linebacker. You're going to be a kicker. And that's all you're going to be. So I don't think you're going to see many successful rugby players. So I don't think this guy's going to be much, if anything, a special teamer. And why not have that guy run down the field and murder someone? Look at it from a lottery point of view as well. I mean, these rugby players play really well. But you're also, when you're talking about a training camp team, you're also going up against ex-NFL players. You're going against college players. But you're also going up guys that have been playing, you know, in America is 10 times the size and when you think about it, compared to NFL, a hundred times the size compared to everyone who plays yeah. NFL. It's just arrogance. You're not gonna, you to know, know your role. There's it's gonna be so tough. many hungry people trying to get roles. There's so many people hungry trying to get in, and hungry right. trying to get That's in. Good. Someone who was hungry was Mike McCarthy, and <laughs> and what we're coming out now is that, that famous mommy uh, and daddy didn't get along. Yeah. We're hearing the divorce details. Yeah, from Tyler Dunn, uh, who did an amazing article about. Basically, the dysfunctional relationship that everyone knew between McCarthy and Rogers, um, with some great stories about you know it's one of those things about getting complacent, right? Like yeah. I think McCarthy had Rogers, and they just like there's stories that he went for massages, right? Um, instead of going so to meetings, Kraft. you know. Yeah. Robert, but Robert Kraft owns the team, right? Yeah. You know, so Robert Kraft can get his man. Robert Kraft can get a massage in front of you while you're telling them. Robert the plan. Kraft can Robert Kraft can save the guy who's stolen the cameras. Yeah, you put it over here. I want I want him to make my dick look bigger. So again, this is just this is just another bad sign for the Green Bay Packers. It's like they can't get any good PR. It's like no matter what they do, it's like it's like everyone's just trying to get Aaron Rodgers out of Green Bay in a way. It feels like like let's just tarnish this reputation. Let's just tarnish him. Well, but we, he, he always comes off looking bad. He never nah. comes off looking like a victim. He always looks like the guy that everyone has a difficulty with. And everyone loves Aaron Olivia Rodgers. Olivia Munn says he's really difficult. Every, yeah. Like, yeah. There's just so many stories from the thing with his parents, Olivia Munn, to, to everything. And, it, and it's sad because he's so good. And he's such a good player. And everyone knows he should have more than one Super Bowl. Because mm-hmm. he's been that good for the last 10 years. But right now, it just feels like... There's just this massive cloud hanging over. And then Matt LaFleur, mm. how is he going to deal with a guy like Aaron Rodgers in this situation? Um, so is Aaron Rodgers going to have that? Ch- but maybe that's a thing, which is going to be very exciting. Maybe he has that chip on his shoulder. He's like, you know what? Like a Belichick. He's like, fuck you. I'm coming after all of you this yeah. year. And I'm going to have the best year. So maybe this could be the best year Aaron Rodgers has. He's like full on Hulk. For, yeah, he's going to be like Hulk. Like he's always angry. Well, I mean, maybe him and AB should get a little team together because, I mean, they're very hurt and no one understands them. But at the end of the day, you still have to play and win these games. And, you know, as we talked about earlier, the, the uniqueness about Green Bay and the ownership being that it's a team owned and a community owned. I mean, there's it, no, there's the, no, like, well, there's that no, guy at the top. There's no, there, yeah. there's no you, Robert Kraft. There's no Robert Kraft. There's no Jerry Jones. There's no, you need that kind of guy. When you the have a jackass when, who has basically the, the town of Green yeah. Bay or the city of Green Bay owns or owns the team. Yeah. It's, there's no accountability. There's no, well, that's no why the firing of Mike McCarthy came with like such impersonality because 
if Jerry Jones or Robert Kraft fire their head coach, when Robert Kraft fires Bill Belichick, it'll be a That'll ceremony. It, something will happen. They'll, they'll be on a plane It'll together. be a retirement. It'll be a plane. When Jerry Jones fires uh, Jason Garrett is a but, better but example. But if you're going to fire Mike McCarthy midseason, you don't have an owner like that. You don't have that definitiveness to go, hey, you know what? We as a community, we've had enough. We don't think we've, we've got to this point. And so this whole sort of faces of nothing kind of crowd that Green Bay has... While it's great for the fact that they are able to own a team, it doesn't mean that they're able to actually run, run a team. Run a team, or yeah. be sometimes you've got to be the the face of a team, and sometimes you've got to be the bad face. But I will say, yeah, it's one of those things. Uh, Green Bay, it's because it is a cool system to not have this to have a, the the idea that a bunch of fans own the team. It's kind of cool, but also then when you get into these situations where with Aaron Rodgers, where all the fans love him so much, yeah. there's no accountability for. There's Aaron no Rogers. one to blame when you lose. There's no one sitting, calling up Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers doesn't have. To to answer to the owner. Yeah. He doesn't have to answer to anybody. The- so he's kind of been given this free reign. And listen, I love Aaron Rodgers. I think he's one of the best quarterbacks I've ever seen. I want to see him win another Super Bowl. But I also want to see him be a leader. And I also want to see him be a better teammate and be that guy that people talk about like instead of being like oh Aaron Rodgers was a nightmare like when he goes to the Hall of Fame you want his teammates being like that was a, that was the sure. guy that would fight for us right yeah. and that's what you want out of your quarterback that's what you get for Tom Brady like that's what you want that type of leadership and you want to, and Aaron Rodgers needs to now know this at age what 36 35 he's 36 <laughs> that he's got to step up now and he's got to wow. say I got to be a better leader. And if he doesn't figure this out, he's going to be the biggest wasted opportunity quarterback, maybe in NFL history. No, Ryan Leaf it. I, no, I, look, I agree with you. We, going back to the Green Bay Packers organization, you know, the whole thing about having a deity of an owner is you can lionize them if something goes wrong. And that was the whole problem. And it's always going to be a problem in Green Bay that if even if Aaron Rodgers fails, there's no one to blame. You're just going to yell at nothing. And with an owner, you can yell at them and place the blame on them. I think the best course of action, if Aaron Rodgers really wants to develop and, and really go... Is he's he got to change. He's, he's got to change. He's got to Brett Favre it, and I really think his best option is to go to the Bears. Nah, I think he, he needs to... He needs to. Well, se- that's unfortunately what we're looking to. He needs I, to secure a trade next, of the Bears. These next two years are going to be really he important. He has to go. He has to go, man. It's I, What it's either going to be, it's going to be a nasty divorce, or it's going to be Aaron Rodgers has to, has to step up and say, I'm going to make this work. I'm going to not... Again, like they said in the article, there was like, don't be a problem, like they said to Aaron Rodgers be. Because Aaron Rodgers has a bad reputation right now, and he has to realize that that's becoming a problem. And I want to see him succeed. Everyone in the NFL wants to see him succeed. So I hope he... Again, it's just egos. Egos. Hopefully, he figures it out. But it's also manipulating the press. I mean, we don't know... But I'm excited We don't know Aaron Rodgers personally and know that he's probably a freaking awesome guy. And obviously, if I saw him at a airport bar I would probably pee my pants do a giddy little 10 year old girl step (laughs) how do I talk to him how do I say what do I say oh my god do I look good yeah you would Uh, so let's go through some NFL stuff Ryan crack me a beer from the fridge Uh, just yeah okay and then we're gonna keep going we're gonna talk win totals from now on and then we'll go from there so ESPN and their minions came up with the Packers or Patriots gonna win 11 Chiefs 10 and a half Rams 10 and a half Saints ten and a half, Chargers ten, Bears nine and a half, Colts nine and a half, Eagles nine and a half, and then we talk about the Browns at nine, Packers nine, Steelers nine, Vikings nine. So 
I mean, we can talk about the nines. I think we're if at we the want. Steelers. I think we're left off at the Steelers. Well, at the nines, which nine. is an interesting Let, one. Let's go. Let's start with the nines of the Browns, Packers, Steelers, or Vikings. Who do you like the best? Who do you think is the best Ooh, of those? Out of those four, okay. those four. Who's the best team? I'm gonna go with Cleveland um, for a couple of reasons. Number one, because I think the division's up for the taking. I think um, when you look at Green Bay and Minnesota, they're in literally the hardest division in football. Yeah. Um, when you got the Packers, Bears, and Lions, um, I think Cleveland's in a situation where. Um, Baltimore has lost a lot of defensive players. Again, they don't have this juggernaut offense. Who knows? Are people going to figure out Lamar Jackson to uh, in his second year? And Pitts, what's happened to Pittsburgh? Like they've lost Le'Veon Bell and like all that. Maybe they'll be better. But I think right now Cleveland with. Odell Beckham Jr. with that offense and that defense that was really good last year. I think they're going to be the wild card is is uh, Freddie Kitchens. So how good of a quarterback? But I would go. Oh, sorry, coach. But I would go Cleveland Browns. I think they're going to win. I think they're going to win ten. I think okay. they're going to win ten. I think they're going to win the division. I, I would go with Steelers in this one only because I think people are writing off Tomlin. Tomlin's a, an amazing coach. Uh, they I still, think people are writing him off. And I, I think agree. people are forgetting James Conner. I think they're forgetting what he's done. I think they're forgetting what Big Ben can do. Big Ben clutch situation. Big Ben, it's it's last call at the bar, man. Like, seriously, it's one last chance. Well, it's getting there. It's getting there. And so it's getting to the point now where Big Ben is still putting up the biggest yards. He's still putting up the biggest points. I think the Steelers, now they're rid of this drama. Le'Veon's gone. AB's done. I think it's you're going to see a streamlined, it's gonna really be interesting. streamlined locker room of it people... Will, and I think they're going to really shatter some records. I'm really liking Pittsburgh this year. I like them. They got rid of the crap. They're yeah. focused. And Tomlin now, we've seen how intense he is. Yeah. You imagine that intensity and those two little I think that's. Positions? I think that's a really, like, I think that's a really interesting storyline now is not having Bell and not having Brown. How are Pittsburgh going to no. be? Are they going to be a better team? Because a lot of times, you know, you take you, you cut out the cancer, you're, you're yeah. healthy, you know. So is that what the case is going to be? Because we saw Connor. Connor was really good. He got injured last yeah. year. But Connor stepped in and didn't numbers. really miss anything. You got yeah. Juju Smith-Schuster. Does um, Pittsburgh go and get like um, uh, Marquise Brown uh, or AJ Brown? One of them who is Antonio Brown's uh, nephew or cousin. Yeah. So there's all huge opportunities that can go Pittsburgh on for Pittsburgh. Of, yeah. Can yeah. they get a DK Metcalf and just replace Antonio Brown? Just go straight. You know they're a good team. They got a good offensive line. So I think Pittsburgh. It's gonna be real fun to watch they how they they are if they're a happier, better team. They didn't them. lose. Huge money on any of those deals. They didn't lose. They saved a lot of money. I know. So the whole thing is, that's a beautiful thing. I think it's going to make them more aggressive. Vikings, I think, will be interesting. But again, the Bears division. Now we talk about the Cowboys, Falcons, and Ravens, and Seahawks. All projected. Okay, eight and a half. Actually, there's There's so many eight and a half. Eight and a half. Go the first three. Let's go the first three. uh, Let's go with Cowboys, Falcons, Ravens. Uh, I think this is gonna be. I think the, I think you see a Falcons come back this year. I think, I think so. As I well. think they had yeah. so many injuries last year. I think it really hurt them. They're a better team. Matt Ryan was really good. Uh, they've lost Tevin Coleman, but again, um, when Freeman gets injured a lot, that's a problem. You got Julio Jones. You got mm-hmm. Calvin Ridley had a great rookie year. So I'm hoping to see an Atlanta back. I think they're gonna be better than eight and a half. I think Cowboys uh, with Demarcus Lawrence signing. They're a good team, you know. They got yeah. they got Zeke, they got Dak, they got Amari Cooper. They got the big three. They're young, they're exciting. I don't think Witten's going to do anything, but Demarcus Lawrence was a big signing. He's yeah. a good player. So again, I think they're going to be about nine wins, eight nine wins. 
Uh, Baltimore's one I think is going to be lower. I think they're going to be like six and ten. I just think they have done nothing to replace. They have no receivers. Yeah. They have she have no off. They have no running game other than Lamar Jackson. I just they got Mark Ingram, but again, unless they're they're going to be playing nineteen thirties yeah. football or Canadian high school football where you run it ninety five ninety five percent of the Timmy time. Hortons, here we go. Hey. So yeah. I don't expect Baltimore to win nine games. I think they're going to win maybe six, seven at tops. Uh, so I'm like, it's weirdly focused, and maybe it's because my the death of my friend John Perpick. By the way, my friend John Perpick died. Dallas Cowboys fan. I hate this motherfucker. Mother, I won't say that. <laughs> I'm trying not to swear, uh, but I hate this guy in university, and I love the guy. He was always a Cowboys fan. Um, but I really have a feeling with the Cowboys. I think they're gonna do really well. <laughs> I, I actually, can I can see be. them winning ten or eleven games. Yeah. I really think that they can steamroll this division. I think the Cowboys, I think Philly's going to be Cowboys and Dak, and the way they move the ball and Zeke when they use it, even Witten, just his smartness, we'll, yeah, we'll his see. locker roomness. You know, I think you know, Jason Garrett brought him back for a reason. But I think the Cowboys are going to be a really tough team. I can't see anyone in the NFC East beating them. I think they're going to crush this division. Yeah, Philadelphia I, is screwed. No, I think Philly's going to be good. I think it's going to be tough. Philly and Dallas battling yeah, Philly, it out. But, but I think Dallas, Dallas will beat them. Atlanta, I agree with you. Uh, you know, New Orleans, to me, has got uh, the team for the NFC. I'm, I really like New Orleans, to what they're making and what they're moving. I really think they should be the, the, the fate of the NFC. Um, so we're just one, and then Baltimore. Uh, Baltimore. I agree with you. I think Lamar Jackson will be found out. I we're, think he'll be good, but he again, he's got no seven weapons. Seven and nine. I think they're a yeah. seven and nine team. Seattle Seahawks. If they get the Russell Wilson deal done, which could make him the highest paid quarterback in NFL history, Houston Texans, Tennessee Titans are all projected to go uh, eight and five. We're uh, Jacksonville and San Fran. Eight, Again, eight. I, yeah, I'm surprised Tennessee's 8.5. Eight Tennessee. Tennessee's one of those ones. Marcus Mariota was not that great last year. He was injured a lot. He was not very productive. Um, they, Again, they they have a good running game, but it, it they don't they don't just don't impress me. Tennessee, they're just not one of those teams. Houston, as long as they can protect um, Deshaun Watson, but they didn't do enough. I thought they 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 didn't fix the running game. They didn't fix the offensive line as much as they should have. And they're just kind of there's a lot of teams that were so close to making that next step that did nothing yeah. this year. And Houston was one of them. I think they can win nine. Because they got enough They've weapons, been doing it for but years, I think they're yeah. they're about eight, and I think with Russell Wilson, I think Russell Wilson's good for eight wins guaranteed. So the defense could win a couple. He's going to go over that. Russell Wilson, I have the utmost faith in. He's one of my favorite players, and yeah, so that's why. Seattle, I'm really hoping does really well. I mean, Seattle's got so much talent. And Russell Wilson, he's just his quarterback IQ is just is so intelligent. He's the way amazing. Pete Carroll runs a team too. Um, you know, I really had some high hopes for them. I, I think they're a disruptor team. I don't think they're a team that's going to lead a, a division, but they'll disrupt, and hopefully they get into the, the playoffs or the wild card. Texans and Titans remind me of herpes. Just they, they come they back. They come back, but they're not strong enough to kill they, you. No, they come back every month strong and hard, but they, they're just sort of fierce in that regard. Houston is making some moves with Deshaun Watson. I mean, look at the way they came back at the end of the second season, the second half of the season. Well, yeah, they won 10 straight, so they had a great run. But well, again, they didn't do enough in the offseason to enough. make me feel like they took that next step. Not enough. Especially but, with the Patriots are hurt. A lot of teams in the AFC, no one did anything to make them feel like... But their defense was there, and, and you look at some things that they... 
Their offensive line was absolutely garbage. No, like Deshaun Watson was was thrown apart. Like it was a paper towel line. Yeah. If you think about giving him, just like they did with Andrew Luck, giving him a really fierce line, giving him really strong and a good running back. Not Alfred Blue, you know? (laughs) Somebody strong if they get it. Um, I think it'll be interesting. Tennessee Titans are... They're you know, always that team they're that's going to win that. But they're always there. Yeah. And and so there's something to be said about that because, you know, if you look at their record, they have the ability to beat. And they'll, they'll, they'll get beaten, but they'll also beat someone strong. And it'll be one of those off weeks where like, oh, they're playing the Patriots. And then they blame, beat the Patriots. Um, so it'll be interesting for Tennessee. Um, I, I don't know. I, I see them again as a 500 team. Like yeah, they're I an 8 8 team. I do too. Okay, well, let's talk about the next two. Let's just do these two right in a row. San Fran and Jacksonville, two different teams. San Francisco obviously had the big pressure last year. Jimmy Garoppolo, he busts his leg, takes everything out. Jacksonville having been close to the game and then losing and then then having having a horrible season. Um, Again, this is interesting. I think Jimmy Jimmy G is going to come back, be a lot better. I think it's one of those things, you know, when they had him last year, the expectations were so high, as we saw in the amount of primetime games they were given. And that ended up being some of the worst games in football. But then one good one, one really good one. But um, right now, it just feels like, I think Jimmy G, they're going to have Nick Bosa. They got D Ford. Um, Right now, they don't. They got George Kittle at a great year at tight end. But they don't have that many receivers. They got Marquise Goodwin. They got Pierre Garçon, but we don't know how how good he's going to be. So I'm not really super excited about San Francisco's offense. I think they have Jared McKinnon who can come back, but he tore his ACL last year. You know, you you had Matt Breida. He was all right. Um, so I'm not, I think eight wins is probably what I think they're going to get. They could potentially get nine. Uh, but I think when you're in the division with Seattle and the Rams, then it's a little bit harder for that. Uh, Jacksonville, it's all about, I guess, Nick Foles. How good is he going to be? Again, this is not a team I'm really super excited about. I think they got a good defense, but I don't think Nick Foles is going to change much. I don't think Leonard Fournette has has been a massive disappointment. He looked like he quit on football last year. And then he got no real receivers on this team. So I don't really know what the plan is on offense. So I think Jacksonville has to either go high on like a DK Metcalf, get a receiver. Because right now Nick Foles is walking into a bad spot. Well, 49ers, I, to me, are the illustrious illustration of what happens when, you know, injuries hit you, and they hit them. And, you know, every NFL team gets hit with them. You know, some teams get hit harder than the worst. It's like an asteroid strike. But they're but one, one of, of those teams, ones that when you lose your franchise hit, quarterback, it's hit, over. And, and with Jimmy G and, and the whole TV rights that they had going on, George Kittle stepped up. I think the 49ers, which were destined, which a lot of people thought were going to be garbage, Surprised so many of us in the way that they were actually able to deal and overcome. Um, the 49ers, I think, will play good football this year. Jimmy G, we'll see what happens with him. You know, we'll because we'll, I mean, George Kittle will be great. Is is the pressure gonna be too much? I don't know. When you when I think when Jimmy Garoppolo has to look and when he's sitting on his couch rehabbing his knee and watching Patrick Mahomes and well, Lamar Jackson okay. run around and throw these balls and know that. He's not as mobile. Well, he's taller. The good, he might be more accurate. The good thing is, is he did injure his knee early in the season. So he'll be back. He'll be but healthy. he's not them. But so, yeah, no, again. But watched, I think he learned that mistake because he, he hurt his knee he watched Baker not Mayf- running he out of bounds. He watched four new quarterbacks come out and torch the league. Go on, man. Stop. I'm still talking. Oh, sorry. <laughs> um, uh, Ryan, sorry. Ryan is just moving the screen while I'm just talking about my stats. All right. 
49ers, I think they'll have good, but I think they're... I, I've got an injury-prone... I don't know if it's like a voodoo... Who cares? I don't know. Jacksonville now, I'm very interested in. Because I think Jacksonville, they're in a shit division. Sorry, crap division. Damn it! Um, but I think they're actually going to turn out really well. The defense at its core is still pretty good. They've been humbled. They've been humbled. And there's nothing like coming back with humbling yeah. to motivate Humble pie. And you've got... The dog, like they're literally the dog pound. They've thrown the dog of foals into this humbling pie. And this is a motivator, man. I see the Jacksonville Jaguars coming back and being a real pet. I see that. I don't see it, but I'm interested. Foals, because the defense is solid. It's one of those teams, they just got to win a few, and they're going to surprise. But I can see Jacksonville winning nine or ten games this year. Easily. Easily. All right, Ryan can now move the screen. Excellent. So we'll talk Carolina, Denver. Uh, well, Carolina's favorite to win eight. Denver, New York, and Detroit. Let's just do Carolina, Denver, New York for now. All right, we'll do a quick quick run through the last little bottom ones. Uh, <laughs> Carolina is one of those teams, I think, I think Ken Newton's injury really has a lot of people questioning it, you know, especially when what we saw with Andrew Luck, you know, because he had a shoulder injury, couldn't throw the deep ball late in the year. Mm. So, and when they say that... Do we sit Cam Newton for a year? Do they just... Yeah. Again, it's one of those things. Like, he had a bit of surgery. We don't really know. And I think right now, they just don't feel like a team that's going to compete. Like, I think they got Christian McCaffrey. Who Christian McCaffrey awesome can year. only carry a team for so long. The you white know, boys like They lost carry Devin Funchess. So they don't really have a lot of great receivers. No. They have DJ Moore, who had a really like, decent rookie year, but not amazing. Greg Olson keeps breaking his foot. So I think he's pretty much done. Um, I don't feel really why. good about Carolina. I think Denver is another one. You got Joe Flacco as your quarterback. I think seven wins is pretty accurate. I think Joe Flacco is actually probably going to have a better year than most people think. Um, Because, again, I think he's just – he's not as bad. I think he's just needed a change of scenery, Joe Flacco, really. Uh, So I think seven wins is actually accurate because I think they have a good enough defense that's going to win them. But right now, I like Philip Lindsay, but they have no receivers. Emmanuel Sanders, massively, he's 32 years old, tore his, tore his Achilles, so I don't really see him coming back. Jets, I think, are an interesting one. I think they're going to be better than seven wins. I think they're going to be eight or nine. Mm-hmm. Um, I like Le'Veon Bell. I like Sam Darnold. And I like that the AFC East is finally competitive. So the Patriots are going to have a difficult time finally winning the East. All right. <clears throat> Panthers, I agree with you. Christian McCaffrey can only carry that team for so long. Cam Newton, the way they're going, they're winning. Their defense is one, but their defense and their offensive line is horrible last year. I really struggle to see them do anything better than eight. I see them at eight. Denver Broncos continue to struggle. Joe Flacco, I think, is a great addition to them. In that league, I can see them actually vaulting and really disrupting that division that they're in. Um Flacco, I think, is going to be good, and Philip Lindsay is good, and the way that, that uh, Elway runs it, the only thing I worry about with them is injuries. Uh, if Flacco gets hurt, the team, and the whole thing is about the Broncos, the past few years, they've always been injured. They keep getting injured, and just stop stepping they up. They just up. haven't figured out the quarterback spot. And that's the Jets, them. and as you say, I'm very interested, because obviously They're adding, the most Levy, exciting team adding Le'Veon Bell... Um, with the CJ Mosley, they did a rough. What they did spots. last year, the Jets know that they were playing from the bottom, and when you deal from the bottom of the deck, you're willing to play a tougher game. I think that everyone now has got their targets on the Patriots. You know, it's not about winning. Yeah. It's not about winning the 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 league anymore. It's about beating the Patriots, and that's a real difference maker when it comes down to playing divisional football. 
Uh, right, here are six win teams, basically. Detroit. Uh, Cincinnati, Cincinnati Buffalo. Buffalo, and Tampa, and the Giants. All right, let's go Detroit, Cincinnati. Go ahead. This All right, this is just a quick real rapid fire. Right. This. I think Detroit... Has, again, they're just one of the teams that got uh, Matt Patricia. Is it? I don't know what Detroit. Detroit doesn't have any receivers. They don't have an like, a running game. They got Matt Stafford is good. They don't ever really have a defense. They got so many holes. It just doesn't feel like. I think six wins is the best they're gonna do. Uh, Bengals again. You got Andy Dalton. No one really has any faith in him. Um, you got AJ Green's been injured the last couple of years. You got a new coach who no one really has even heard of. So again, I think they're gonna be even less than six wins. I think they'll be like four or five. I think Buffalo's definitely be higher than six. Just my personal bias is kind of kicking because <laughs> I think Josh Allen's a better quarterback and they did a really good job of getting Cole Beasley and yeah. John Brown they got six offensive linemen they're doing what they can to figure things out and I think Tampa Bay is going to be better than six because I really like Bruce Arians I'm a big fan of Bruce Arians I like I read his book uh, about yeah. the quarterback whisperer and I think he's exactly what Jameis Winston needs so I'm excited to watch Jameis Winston I think they're going to win eight or nine games Tampa Bay alright I, I you know I no no, no, no so, yeah you get all ahead of yourself. I get excited. You get excited, and then you start moving stuff. When I want to talk, here. Okay, so I'm going to go through a lot of what Ryan just said very quickly as well. I think there's a really good potential for a lot of, and as we, I was talking about once again that the if the league all went eight, eight and eight, or eight and eight across, which everything, I think is going to happen soon. The, the, the one time <laughs> thing is when I go through these teams, I'm that's what I'm looking at. Detroit, though, I don't know going eight. I, I mean, I see them in a really tough division, losing divisions. I think they might get. They're saying seven wins. I think maybe five. Cincinnati, again, I think maybe a five-win team. It's going to be a lot of a struggle yeah, for them. Their defense them. has disappeared on them. The division is toughened up. They're going to get beat and shook around. Buffalo, on the other hand, I think is an 8-8 eight eight team. Um, I really see them coming aboard. I can see the whole AFC, and I think if everyone can slaughter the Patriots, if, if that was an 8-8-8 eight, eight and eight across... I think the Patriots will win more, but I don't think the Patriots, Patriots will win eleven. Patriots going to be like nine and seven, ten and six. They're not going to win eleven. They're not going to win eleven. It's a tougher division. Tampa Bay uh, coming in. Um, it's still a tough. It's still a new team. It's still a tough division. I think six wins is fair. Yeah. Uh, okay, let's move into the last. Okay, let's just do the, our our last. What is the? What's the worst going to be? The, the worst, worst team? teams here. They are. No, I mean, who do you think is going to be the worst team? Oh, I think it's going to be the Dolphins. hundred uh, percent. I think you got Fitzpatrick as your quarterback. You got. Kenyon Drake, you got Devontae Parkey, Kenny Stills. You don't really have a big offense. You don't really traded Robert Quinn on defense. Like I think they're just basically tanking it for next year. I think they know they've seen Buffalo and the New York Jets get a quarterback in the first round. I think they know they need to get one. So either they do it this year or they just tank it and do it next year. But I think right now, no doubt about it, Miami Dolphins is going to be the worst team. I'm, I'm looking at the Cardinals only because I don't think they have it together. I, I think Fitzmagic, you know, Miami has this juju, if I might say it, uh, at home. They're really good at home. And and this season with Fitzpatrick, I think he's really going to focus on the Miami home games. He is a veteran quarterback. I see, I see them winning. I see them winning almost eight. I can see them going eight and eight. I, I'm going to go that bold with Miami this year. They're a disruptor team. Arizona, however, is not. And it's, Arizona is still trying to figure out, are they going to take Kyler Murray? Are they going to keep Josh Rosen? What are they going to do with that? The Cardinals are still a young team that is still trying to figure out with a young coach. Um, I don't see Arizona being that good of a team. So 
That is my last place error. I'm going to say... No. And, and Red, Fair enough. I see. I, yeah, I think the, the wild Red card skins. is the Redskins. I Red think skin. they could easily also be the worst. Because with Case Keenum as your, as your quarterback... It's it's always... It's at the top down. And the Redskins, I would say, would be my second lowest. Because they are... Um, you know, they're going to be a tough division. As I said, Dallas, I think, is going to steamroll that division. Uh, Philadelphia will be competitive. Um, and Washington is going to be... Uh, dog shit. <laughs> yeah, dog. Just like their team crap. name, pretty dog much. Shit. So that, uh, yeah. If Cartman could change them, yeah. um, so I mean that's our predictions. I don't know. This, these are April predictions, though. Everybody, these it's are like April things predictions. Things can change after the draft uh, and injuries. The and draft everything. and injuries, and obviously, you know, when everyone was going into stuff, you know, it, as we said in training camp, Jimmy G was injured in the first week of training camp, so we don't know. We are only making because we are very that hungry for NFL content. We're desperate. We're desperate that desperate. we are going to make up our own. And we thank you, every one of you, for, for listening in on this, in our content fiesta. Uh, this is Wade and Ryan. Thanks a lot, guys, for listening to the podcast.